I will say though, not a roommate, but a friend of ours, who, a friend of mine rather, whose name I won't say, crashed at our house for like a few months. He was a vegetarian at the time. And one night I had like eaten half a pepperoni pizza and you like leave the box out. And he had just picked all the pepperonis off and then eaten the pizza and then was like, it's vegetarian this way. And I was like, first of all, no. no. Second of all, I saw your balls again. Third of all, how fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about New Girl. New Girl went 146 episodes over seven seasons on Fox. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called Pilot, originally airing September 20th, 2011. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, all the boys... Gordo, Ferg, Nick, and Joe. What's going on, guys? Hey, oh. Hello. I'm quirky. I have glasses. I'm drinking wine and I sing. I'm so quirky. Look at me. Look at my overalls. I'm so quirky. Dollar in the (laughs) douchebag jar right now. Uh, Guys, real quick, uh, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to all our social media. s1e1pod on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about that later in the episode anyways. Guys, so... um. New Girl, what's everyone's experiences with that show leading into us recording this episode? Is this a show you guys have watched in the past? I've seen a lot of it. I haven't seen it in full, though. I've watched it a bunch of times. It became my temporary replacement for The Office as my go-to-bed show. I've never seen this show before. I'm with Joe. I've never even heard of this show. That's weird. Uh, But I've actually never seen the show either. But the fact that you've never even heard of it is astounding. Nope. Nope, never even heard of it. It was an interesting thing I thought of when I was watching this today. Fox shows all look the same, and I can't figure out what that is in a time where it's not film stock. It's the cinematic way that they shoot it. Well, even this is a single camera. Like, it's a modern style sitcom with a single camera, but the visual aesthetic of all Fox. Like, I saw this and knew right away, frame one, oh, this is a Fox show. Like, just by the way it looked. I don't know how you do that or if there's, like, a filter they have for all their shows. They, like, run it through in a program. Maybe it's the lighting because they seem to all have similar lighting in their shows. Maybe it's that. I feel like this looks the same as, like, Ally McBeal or anything that came out yesterday. Like, it always has the same look. I want to say a lot of these shows tend to do a lot of the cutaways, too, right? But that's, like, a modern thing in general, these cutaways. Also, with Fox, a lot of their shows are in, like, the dingy shitty apartments and so they all have that aesthetic no well, this but apartment's not I, dingy or shitty this apartment's, this apartment's amazing really nice. no, this yeah apartment's this, this nice. apartment uh really sets the bar for supposed to be shitty but isn't because this apartment would be fifteen thousand dollars a month <laughs> well it's is this supposed to be make, new york they make the it look nice no they're in los it's angeles shitty apartment it's, That's los it, angeles. okay okay I, I was gonna say i don't think they ever established they don't in, they don't in there. this episode um and I, I don't know if they was... meant to keep it ambiguous. I don't know if they want, but it is established that they're in California eventually. I think a bunch of it was filmed in Rhode Island, though, oddly. Really? Yeah, which Rhode Island, where we've all been to many times. I have nothing against Rhode Island, but I don't think of it as Southern California, usually. Yeah, it's an interesting pivot. <laughs> like, we we need a lookalike. When in doubt, they usually just go to Toronto for everything. They make or Vancouver, yeah. I, I guess there's not much to talk about leading in, so we might as well get right into it. So the show starts with Jess, who's played by Zoe Deschanel, who 
I, I'm trying to think of like where you would best know her from originally. I remember like Elf is probably one of the first times I was exposed to her. Elf would be the same for me, yeah. Yes, man. Yes, man. But that was after that, right? Yeah. After Elf? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, her sister, Emily, you might know uh, as the lead character from the hit show Bones. Which I just know oh. because that is a quintessential oh, no Jay's mom's show. Yes. I've seen so many episodes <laughs> yeah. of Bones with your mom. The amount of episodes of Bones I've seen because of my mom over the years, yeah. <laughs> There was a point in time where I knew like bones, bones yeah, plot lines because of hanging out at your house. I watched a couple episodes because Angel was on it. David yeah, Bananas, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a crush on on the bones. David lady. Bananas <laughs> <laughs> on bananas. David Bananas. Boreanas. <laughs> no, it's Bore bananas. It's from oh, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> It's from a movie Gorda that went to a different school, a flight school. <laughs> in, in any event, uh, so so we have Jess, and she's sitting in a chair, and she's talking like almost interview style, and like at the moment we don't know who she's talking to, and you hear her say, "So you know in horror movies when the girls are like, oh my god, there's something in the basement, let me run there in my underwear and see what's going on in the dark," and you're like, "What's your problem? Call the police," and she's like, "Okay, but it's too late, and she's already getting murdered." Well, er, my story is kind of like that. And then we cut uh, for the first time to two weeks earlier. And we see Jess again now as she's in a taxi on the phone with her friend Cece. And Jess is telling her about how she's on her way to surprise her boyfriend, Spencer, at their place. Um, and she's going to be walking in wearing only a trench coat to fulfill his fantasy that he has of her being a stripper with a heart of gold. Now, real quick here, Jay, do you know or did you keep in touch with this cab driver, Steve Banos? Because he does play Flasher Ghost in Ghostbusters 2016. So I know since you guys are co-workers, I don't know if you guys oh, have a... Man, I haven't seen him since 2016. <laughs> well, we recorded in 2015, so... Oh, pardon me. I know it's been a while, yeah. Okay, now that, I have my six degree of separation. Flasher yeah. Ghost. I don't even... It's, I hate that movie so much that I was like, oh, he was in that movie. He played Flasher Ghost. A character you should remember. And I was like, I got nothing. I can't remember that scene at all. <laughs> So, uh, so wacky. <laughs> so uh, when asked about her stripper name, she said she's going to be going with Rebecca Johnson. And her friend's like, Rebecca Johnson? And so she's like, so now she's trying to like workshop a few new names. She goes with Boobies Johnson or Two Boobs Johnson. I'd be lying <laughs> if I didn't say, if I said I didn't laugh at Two Boobs Johnson. I did laugh at yeah. that. That was. I would say when going with a stripper name, maybe get away from Johnson where that has more of a pee-pee connotation. Agreed. Now, if you guys... I knew he was going to ask oh, this, by man. the way. So I prepped my answer ahead of time, knowing he was going to ask. Go ahead. If you guys had a stripper name, what would it be? Big Bear. Wait, isn't there a, a thing you follow for this? Like, because I... Oh, <coughs> yeah, it's your... It's your middle name and your street name. That was your... No, it's no, 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 it was your, your first, first pet. pet. Your first pet and your street name. Because I always laugh at Jay's as Precious Fremont. <laughs> sweets. Sweets. <laughs> I'd Hold be on, dusty before you dox me and give my whole address away. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be going with Big Bear, I believe. I'm going to stick with my, my, my name. I'm going to be Dusty River. I mean, Dusty River's a, Dusty's just a good one in general to have. Sounds good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would be Petey Court. <laughs> I can't Don't say know why mine. Why? <laughs> I actually can't say mine. Oh, because of all your racist pet names when you were a little kid. <laughs> It would be Blacky Lowell. <laughs> oh, I was right. Okay, I was joking, but Jesus Christ, man. 
Oh, it wasn't. He was a black that. dog. And I was a stupid <laughs> child. Like, it wasn't racist. <laughs> you look at the dog and you're a simple child. You go, oh, he's black. I'm going to call him Blackie. <laughs> Blackie <laughs> Lowell. <laughs> He was the replacement singer in Wasp later on, too. That doggy baloney like no other. Like a fucking duck. <laughs> no hey, baloney like a duck? Yeah, you just go, oh, 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 oh. you fucking right down the hatch. Okay. You fucking do it. And it just... There is so much isolation that is going to ruin Gordo's uh, future political career happening oh at this moment God. right now. I, I used to say that I would be Fergie Kruger, but instead of knives in my gloves, it would be four dildos. Like, what's <laughs> like the hands. With Sicky Nicky. <laughs> Wait, Cordo, Blackie couldn't have been... He, that was your legit, your first pet? Yeah. Like, like your mom I mean, didn't have, have any animals around when you were born or something? It was... Very, very briefly, we had Coco. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, a baby, baby, baby. Because that's mine, yeah. Like, my mother had, like, a dog when I was a baby. And that's that was That with. was a dog. Yeah my, yeah, my mom's dog, Sweets, like, you know, passed when I was a baby. Oh, Sweets Fremont. <laughs> So in any event, she enters her house and Spencer walks out from the bedroom in just his underwear, surprised to see her like home early. And right off the bat, I think you know exactly where this is going, right? There's like no shocker here. Yeah, this is very telegraphed. Jess drops the coat. Now she's dancing around trying to be sexy, like doing stuff with like a pillow and a plant, you know. That's she's legitimately just doing the Beverly D'Angelo nude scene from European Vacation, like straight down to the ba-ba-ba-boom. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah she's commentating what she's doing as she's doing it kind of like half singing along the way and like she's getting very deep into the song and like lost in it and she turns her back to spencer as her back is towards her that's when another girl emerges from the bedroom standing next to spencer in like her underwear and when jess turns around to her shock there's two people and apparently at that moment she shits out a bow yeah i like that the vagina bow falling is a good touch yeah, she, yeah. She also gives a different porn name. I can't remember what it was. Tiger boobs. Tiger boobs. Yeah, yeah tiger, tiger boobs. boobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually. I assume the. I thought the bow maybe have been on like her lower back or something like that. I don't know. I mean, no, I think the joke. I think we're supposed to assume it's a vaginal bow. Maybe that just sounds like a surgery. Like, did you get the vaginal bow? Yeah. No, it was a butt bow. Uh, bow. So she was finally giving him the butt. Or like, so it was on there like a bunny tail. Yeah. So. Uh, he said, yeah, like a rapper right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it cuts back to her in the chair, back to like modern day. And she's explaining. So that happened. And that's why I need a new apartment. I'm sorry. What was the question again? And now that's when we see Nick Schmidt and coach for the first time. And they're all sitting opposite Jess on the sofa. And they're all staring at her pretty speechless uh, hearing about this story. And uh, it closes with Nick saying, do you have any pets? So I guess that was the question that she avoided when she told this whole story. Now, we've all had different apartments and everything. Has anybody here ever lived in one of those situations where you just meet somebody off of Craigslist? I never have before. No. It seems for, terrifying. For a couple months. I, I, it was weird. Well, knowing some I, of your roommates, you probably would have been better off meeting people off Craigslist. I can name a few roommates where, yeah, I would have been way better off. It's a good point. I lived in an apartment. When I first moved out, I moved to an apartment with a friend of ours. But it was like a weird, the guy was renting every bedroom in the apartment individually. So he was there. So I moved in. But there was another bedroom that was occupied by um two guys that were both like flight attendants that like they weren't home often, but like the bedroom was there. So, but we only lived there for a couple months. 
And I the, remember the, that. That was such a weird situation. Yeah, it was very weird. And um, so they weren't like home basically ever. But the problem is we didn't like know them or have their contact information or their numbers. And we technically live with them. That's weird. So like, so like if, if we had a party or something and people were over and they just showed up, like there was no way to warn them or. What a it bummer. What you just was. come off of like some, like you just flew from Australia to Boston and you're like, I'm so tired. Yeah. I just want to go to sleep. You walk into the people you don't know who live with a you. A bunch of like shitheads in their young twenties. Yeah. yeah. Just like looping always sunny and just getting drunk. <laughs> but that was my life in my early twenties. And you brought up always sunny. That's where I saw the show for the first time was in that apartment. Yeah. Your host. That's all we did was we watched always sunny and made a lot of English muffin pizzas. <laughs> I mean, both of those things, still good. Yeah. So after that, we get to the intro of the show. Intro is very short. Ferg, I know you watch like the whole show. Is this what it always is? Something very short like this? It's a longer version. But it's they the usually... same thing, pretty much. It yeah. just looks different. Yeah. So basically, it's just like her singing, Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's Jess. And the whole way, the intro is just various pictures of just her. So it's not like the whole cast. It's really just focused around her. Now, is this a reference to the TV show, That Girl? Like when Andy sings the That Girl song in The Office? It's like, it's Andy. Maybe. I don't know. Oh. I'm new to this one. It might be. You know what I actually thought was weird was when I was looking up the show, there wasn't like a ton of like trivia and stuff on it for such a popular show when I was like reading up. They all seem kind of boring. I got a little trivia for you. Um, I know how much you like Damon Wayans on this show, but um, he's only in this pilot and then he leaves. But does he come really? back as the same character later? He comes later? back later, like three seasons down. He was on this other pilot. I'm sorry, he was on this other show, which he was convinced was getting canceled. So he did this show, and then that show got picked up. So that's a bummer. So he didn't leave out of differences. He was just like, I can't do this, and then it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, like, the plan was for him to roll forward with this show. And then they replaced him with, with uh, Winston, who's way better anyway. Did you guys see the interesting OC trivia? No. I did not. So in the... In New Girl, not in this episode, uh, what the hell's his name? Peter Gallagher plays Schmidt's dad. But I didn't even know this. On the OC, Schmidt plays a younger version of Sandy Cohen when they do like a flashback. Oh. I just finished rewatching the OC and I didn't notice. I Schmidt. assume he just looks completely different as a child because that's probably what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, this is far enough away from it, probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so from the intro, we cut back to the like interview i guess you would say and jess tells the three she originally thought the ad was written by a woman due to like the wording and she's talking about words that were using it like sun soaked and beigey and uh schmidt who wrote the craigslist ad gets very defensive sort of like kind of prove his masculinity takes his shirt off and it's like he's in shape but he's not like jacked or anything not, like that he's not take your shirt off all yeah, the time it's, it's, jacked so it was like a little strange move I mean, he and looks he better tells, than me with my shirt off, so I'm not going <laughs> to knock him for it. Oh, I, same. I said he was, was in his head. He is, though. Yeah. He's very like. Yeah. And he tells her, uh, this is LLS. Ladies love Schmidt. And um, <laughs> that, that immediately results in their two roommates demanding that he adds another dollar to the douchebag jar, which was referred to earlier, which I, I kind of like the idea of having that when you live with roommates. Yeah. It's like an ongoing joke throughout the show, too. And. There's one episode where at the end, like, you know, they always do the, like, post-credits. There's one where they just go through all the douchebag things he said. They're not stuff that aired on the show. But there's, with no context, some of it's really funny. Now, what do you do with that money? Uh, do they go to buy, like, toilet paper? They do and, do like, something with it. I just no, can't they, remember they, what like, it was. They finance something. I can't I remember, say, but it's a lot of money. 
on a show like this, it's probably something extravagant. In real life, if you had it, if like we all lived together, and we had a douchebag jar. It's probably going towards like you know the electric bill. Yeah, or like beer one night. Yeah, we had an apartment once where we like the whole year every re- recyclable we're gonna take it back and we're gonna do something good with the money. And this is a point where we all drank a lot, right? Early twenties, same time as you were talking about earlier. And for all that driving around and all that like getting covered in old beer, we all went out to dinner and covered like half the bill <laughs> it's like yeah. the effort was so not worth it in the end so um next you have just as like reflecting on something that reminded her of her ex and to help comfort her schmidt informs us that nick was recently dumped too and nick denies that he was dumped but we get like another flashback of the moment that that is happening and it's just him like covering his ears refusing to hear her say it while she's trying to break up with him <laughs> and it's like i'm not listening i'm not listening type thing mary elizabeth ellis plays uh, his ex, who you would the know, waitress. Is like the, waitress the waitress from Always Sunny, yeah, He's Charlie Daisley. She's really um, good too in Santa Clarita Diet, which I feel like we have to do at some point. I saw it's Charlie Day's season. real wife, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah in real life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw the first season of that. Did it go on much longer? I think they did three total. Three? It got okay. abruptly canceled. Yeah, it would. I wish it went another season because it was. I mean, I love Timothy Oliphant so much. Anything he does is gold. I like Timothy Elephant <laughs> and David Benioff. <laughs> And then we flash forward back to present again, and it's him now kind of admitting that he was dumped, and but it was six months ago, and he's like, everyone needs to get over it. And I was wondering, like, on shows like this, when you have these, like, flashbacks, and then it cuts forward again, are we to assume that during the flashback, they are talking about what's happening? It's not just as viewers. That's what I assumed, yeah. Because then when, they, yeah. when it cuts back to present, like, they just relived it, too, so they can talk about it. I yeah, imagine there's dialogue it. in real life, and then... Yeah. This is played out for us. I, I always think that it's like like a like a flashback, like, but they're not saying it. Did you just have one? Because you had a pause. I was trying to figure out my words, my friend. You're flashing back <laughs> to a different episode we recorded. This is really confusing. Jess decides that she wants to move in, but Nick still like has some reservations. Basically, like, you know, we don't really know you yet. So Jess goes on to explain a few things about herself. And she's like, oh, you know, because of the recent breakup, expect me to be watching Dirty Dancing six to seven times a day. And that because she's a teacher, she's going to be bringing home a lot of popsicle sticks and things of that nature. And she says she likes to sing to herself a lot and then sings out loud a lot. Yes, she does. (laughs) And um, she finishes by telling them that she's just tired of living with her friend who's a model and, you know, being around all her model friends. So now Schmidt immediately um that catches his attention and says oh when can you move in and that results in a you know a sidebar with the three guys immediately because he's abruptly making that decision now would somebody having all model friends sway any of your opinions i feel like that's such a stupid tv trope it wouldn't affect who someone i'm living with not necessarily um i can see why in his brain especially knowing his character why it's appealing to even the prospect of being near these models at some point but no it shouldn't affect who your roommate is no i agree with that i mean not only that but like zoe dashnell is i'm cute herself you know i will say you know you guys know me she's pretty much my wheelhouse that's like my thing yeah yeah, if if anybody's listening and you're a brunette with glasses stay away from jay I'm going to stay away from you. What am I a predator? What the fuck did I do? Have you guys seen the picture of her that, like, it's with no glasses and her bangs are gone? And yeah. She looks like a completely different person now. It's really yeah. strange. The meme is basically like, for those of you who don't understand why people didn't recognize Superman when he had glasses on, 
here's a picture of Zoe Deschanel without bangs. And you is it not Deschanel know. or Dachanel? Deschanel. I think it's Deschanel, actually. Yeah, I thought Deschanel. I always thought it was Dachanel. Well, then potato. we can cross that off the list then. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Gordo thought was probably, probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, in any event, the three are now in a sidebar, and Schmidt's obviously voting yes now solely because her friends are models. Coach says no because when he comes home from work, he likes to sit on the couch and let his beans out, which, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. So when you lived with with male roommates, like I've I've lived with with male roommates, you just come home and let the boys dangle. No, that's not I've okay. I've never done that. No, that's not. You don't want to walk in on that. No, that's why Ferg's never had roommates because he likes the Donald Duck when he's at home. <laughs> I'm Donald Ducking right now. You just can't tell. You only see the top half. I will say though, not a roommate, but a friend of ours, who, a friend of mine rather, whose name I won't say, crashed at our house for like a few months and let his beans like, out on the couch. No, he would just fall asleep on the floor in his boxer shorts, and I would walk out every morning to like go to the bathroom and just beans out every morning. <laughs> just like, oh, I must said his name. <laughs> it's like, man, come on, why are you doing this? He'd and never listen. As a good friend, did you at least tuck them in for him? Well, obviously. Well, one time I went to go tuck them in for him, but even though he was a he was a vegetarian at the time, and one night I had like eaten half a pepperoni pizza, and you like leave the box out. I per- I personally love next day pizza that's like been, you know, room temperature. And he had just picked all the pepperonis off and then eaten the pizza and then was like, it's vegetarian this way. And I was like, first of all, no. no. Second of all, I saw your balls again. Third of all, how fucking dare you? <laughs> that absolutely does not make it vegetarian. There is all kinds no. of like meat oil. Yeah, I was going to say the meat oil on it. And to the opposite of that, too, if you ever go to get like a slice of pizza somewhere and they're like, oh, we have pepperoni slices. And then you see them just put two slices on the already cooked pizza and pop it in the oven. Yeah. That is not pepperoni pizza either. No. Do you, so you you prefer to have the pizza sit out like on the counter overnight and then eat it? Yeah, I like it the next morning. I'm the same like, way. Totally room temperature. See, no, you're I like a my germaphobe. Coat. I'm surprised you're cool with leaving food out yeah. all night and then eating it. I'm a germaphobe. Yeah. yeah. Since when? I don't think I'm a germaphobe. Oh, you're pretty neurotic. I mean, I'm very neurotic, but I've definitely shared a billion bottles and things with all of you. Yeah, um, no, I prefer it. So I should be invincible because of all the gross stuff you guys have. Yeah, I'd I'd rather have cold pizza, but uh, I mean, I don't mind room temperature, but cold pizza is like my preference. Yeah, Yeah, cold pizza is the, the way to go. How did we get from testicles to pizza? Oh, Joe. There was a, there was a story that involved both. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, so now it comes down to Nick, who's kind of conflicted, and he's going over the pros and cons. And when they push him to answer, he starts like sliding his hood over his head. And I was, I know like the, the they were kind of going with the, he can't make a decision, and he's like trying to almost hide from them. But this was kind of weird, and it didn't fit his character type. This yeah. is a little neurotic like, for him, it seems, yeah. I think it fits his character type. He's a very nervous character. Yeah. So I liked it, though. Thing. I was like, as somebody who wears a hoodie a lot of times, I'm like, oh, I want to just retreat into my hoodie all the time. Here's one thing, like a big issue I've had with the show leading in at this point is I think all the characters are a little too unrealistic. I'd be OK with like her being like as weird and quirky as she is. But I think that needs to exist in a world where like everybody else is more grounded. But everyone else is like just as weird as her, just in different ways. Yeah, they're all very exaggerated. But I feel like that takes you, when everybody's like that, it kind of takes me out of like the real world when I'm watching it. I think that was like my issue. But isn't I mean, that the real world, though? Not like that. Everyone's very cartoony on the show. 
Yeah, I mean, even when you go to what's his face's work and they all start heckling him later on, like even the people at his work are like over exaggerated. But it's very Smith. That Schmidt? I'm trying to think throughout this episode. Are there any characters really just Cece, the model? Yeah, is like the most is the only like realistic human being in the whole episode. And Mary Elizabeth Ellis is as well. Yeah, from what we see, I have a feeling. I mean, I don't want to get ahead because I haven't even watched anything else. But I bet in this episode, gets, though, she's I, I bet her character gets weird. Baseline normal. But um, the waitress yeah, so, seems normal. That's yeah, what that's, what saying. Yeah. that's who they're talking about. No, not the waitress from Always Sunny. Oh, the, well, the at the end of the episode, the yeah. Hostess, the oh, yeah, yeah. So now Schmidt calls an executive order, and he says that she's in. And immediately after, you can kind of hear Jess celebrating from behind the door and say like, "Yay, I'm in!" And she's been listening the whole time. And when the door opens, he tells the three that they're not going to regret this. Now we flash forward to like. I don't know, the next day or whatever. And Jess is in the living room, just bawling her eyes out, watching Dirty Dancing. And all three of them are like kind of standing there, stunned, not knowing what to do about it. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do either. Here's this person that you literally met off Craigslist sitting on your couch, crying, watching Dirty Dancing. Did anybody notice that she's got an assortment of stuff around her that she's crying and she has the vagina bow? No, I I did not notice that. that. I I I noticed all the boxes around her because she was moving in. I didn't notice the bow. Yeah, there's like boxes around her and like tissues, and then the vagina bow is right in front of her too, which I thought was a nice little touch. That is a nice. Touch. Have we touched on how Zoe Deschanel is essentially Jay's dream girl? I just we said just it. Said well, it. I oh, just okay. Sorry. <laughs> Where was I? That was that was when Joe said. So if you have uh, glasses and, and you're a brunette, stay away from Jay. Yeah, basically, okay, right, warned every part, every girl right. I'm attracted to to stay away from me forever. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, you are, are big. Four. You are big bear. You gotta watch out for that predator. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. You know, it's weird. So, like, I know that was kind of like the recurring theme throughout the episode is her watching Dirty Dancing because it's like a, her sad coping like movie. But I feel like that's not a sad movie. Like, why? Is I, that yeah, for- I didn't really no, understand it, the. It's a yeah. chick movie. It's girls love Dirty Dancing. Yeah, no, that's that, fine. It's, it's a good movie in its own that, right. It's that just, movie no, remind, this- reminds you that love is possible above all. Yeah. So when she's at her lowest, she wants to see love at its highest. Yeah, but you forget though the subplot that runs alongside Dirty Dancing is about the girl who needs to get an abortion and she can't afford it and she can't tell her dad about it at the camp. And they're trying to get money to pay for it for her. And that whole thing is pretty bleak. Well, that's <laughs> not probably not why she's crying, though. No, I'm just saying that there is a sad subplot to yeah. Dirty Dancing. But I, just, I don't know. I just thought like you would think of a more typical rom-com or something that she'd be crying to. But um, this seemed like a weird pick as far as like a movie that would make you overly emotional. And if you're going to go Swayze, you go Roadhouse. Probably not in this situation. Uh, to be fair, I've had some bad days and I've watched Roadhouse and felt a lot better. I was going to say, do you guys have a comfort movie? Hackers. Uh, Is it Hackers? Yeah, that's my <laughs> really? comfort movie. I've seen that movie a hundred times. I'll watch it a hundred more. No problem. Am I sad and trying to stay sad? No, just I... a comfort movie. I was going to say, like, I, I remember like there was a while where like Chasing Amy was a big one for me, but that was one of those like I want to stay in a bad mood because it kind of is a bummer. Mm. That time Jay fell in love with a lesbian. <laughs> I played a show at that bar once. But um, yeah, you, you mentioned that actually. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I guess on the other side of the Kevin Smith, I used to watch Mallrats over and over again. Yeah, I got That's two. Like a movie I, that... I got a uh, bench warmers and Blazing Saddles. You know, it would be a great movie for this that. If, a good one. If if you were in her spot and you wanted a nice love story, but with a you know a nice happy twist, forgetting Sarah Marshall. 
It's actually a phenomenal movie. It is a good movie. Never seen Weird. it. Weird. Uh, I'll have to see that sometime. <laughs> it's one of those you things. Know, I love how incensed don't, Jay is by it. <laughs> don't watch it, even Joe. A, don't don't bow down to his bullying. No, it's not even a joke because this came up in one of our... This must have been like when our episodes were in the single digits, right? And now we're at like episode 97. I'm not kidding. It bothers me that you haven't seen the movie, like to my core. You posted something on Instagram about it, and then people were reaching out to me being like, I can't even watch that movie. You love that movie. I know you will. You yes. have to watch it. And I just keep being like, no, it'll ruin. Jay will be not mad anymore. It's way that's more why, fun to watch it get worked That's up. why it bothers me. Knowing you and your humor, I know you would love that movie. And that's why it really bothers me. It's not just because I like the movie. It's because I know you will like the movie. Well, Jay, have you watched Heavy Metal Parking Lot yet? I will. I'm okay, well, when it. you watch Heavy Metal Parking Lot, I will watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'll say this, though. Easier lift for you. Yours is 15 minutes long. I'll say this, though. In fairness, out of us, Gordo's the one who most should be watching that movie. True, but Gordo also doesn't watch anything, so... It's 15 get... minutes long. Put it on in bed one night, man. Yeah, some, oh, I thought for some you meant reason, Forgetting Joe bought Sarah the Blu-ray. Marshall. Again, I bought the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray also had the movie Ernest Borgnine Rides the Bus as a bonus feature, which is an hour-long documentary about Ernest Borgnine in his motorhome, and that I is would, a comfort movie for me. I'd much rather watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, if you're going to watch an Ernest movie, you got to watch Ernest Goes to Jail. No, Ernest Scared Stupid is the best Ernest movie. Oh, it goes to jail yeah. <laughs> I love them all, but Goes to Jail is always my favorite. I <laughs> so, like my top three. What? All right, everybody, what are your favorite Ernest movies? Scared, Scared stupid, stupid, Camp, Rides Again, Saves Christmas, Jail. Wow, I can't believe that. I'm not going to pretend I have a vivid memory of the movie. Yeah, anymore. I just really remember Scared Stupid just because of the bumper sandwich booger lips line. <laughs> yes, it's a great line. <laughs> but also, uh, if you want yeah. some good old-fashioned racism, watch Ernest Goes to Africa. Yes. yes. Or if you want Ernest to reference famous Nazis, watch Ernest Goes to Camp, where he just screams out at one point, I am Joseph Mengele, I kidnap the Lindbergh baby, which is, you know, things you say in children's <laughs> movies, usually. They need to bring that back with John Cena playing Ernest. Have I don't think he looks like Jim Varney, but he also looks like Jim Varney times a thousand. He's way too big to play Ernest. They should just bring Jim Varney back from the dead and make more Ernest movie. I would be fine with that. So anyways, uh, <laughs> I'd rather uh, talk about Ernest than this TV show. Jess is laying on the couch and she's talking to her mom on the phone as Nick walks past her. And you hear her on the phone, her mom like, no, I don't think so. And then she turns to Nick and says like, hey, you going to murder me because you're a stranger and I met you on the Internet? And he goes, yes, I am. She says, no, he says no. I thought that I, I really liked that interaction. There. That was one of the dumb, like quick, stupid jokes, but it really yeah. caught me off guard and made me laugh. And then it's, um, it's kind of a weird thing now because we had that conversation, right? Like, have you ever done this on Craigslist or whatever? But then essentially now the way that most people meet dates and stuff is through an Internet app and you don't oh, know yeah, the person like, yeah, or anything it, about them. It's no different than, yeah, than meeting someone on Tinder and then like, yeah, you're likely you're more car. likely, I would imagine, to get myrtled on Tinder than you are with like a roommate scenario. Possibly. Probably. I, I don't yeah. have this. You know, more likely, I guess. Oh, and then that um, Craigslist serial killer. What was it, like 10 years ago? Yeah, these... yeah, but wasn't that the dating profile uh, one, not like looking for roommate? I think it was Craigslist dating, yeah. So See, he fucked like up. A... He was on Tinder, yeah. but he made his profile name the Craigslist killer, and it was really not helping him. <laughs> so uh, Schmidt and Coach enter the apartment after, it looks like a morning workout. And because uh, Coach is like a personal trainer, right? They don't say in this episode, but I am assuming. His name's Coach. 
And you also see him training a large woman later. In the scene, was that it the dauber? Not everyone saw it. That's the thing. We'll get to that. Oh. So they come in, and Schmidt heads right over to Nick because he needs him to contact his ex Caroline so they can get into this upcoming Wild West party, which I thought was weird concept to have a theme party at like a big club. But this is okay. weird too. At one point, he mentions too. Um, oh god, I forget what he says. But he says like a pretty politically correct way of speaking of like a native american or something when he's talking about the girls when he's motorboating but then the horse the episode he's like indian 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 Whereas, yeah. like, it feels me it was really weird to go both yeah it, it's it it was weird because i remember like even like writing the notes and i'm like i, I can't keep writing indian that's not correct so it's, like i think he says indigenous at first and you're like i think oh, how forward did. thinking and then later on he's like but there's gotta be hot indian babes there you're like uh you gotta pick a lane with that one dude maybe he was talking about india the country I don't, I don't think, think so yeah, by the party they go to. Specific theme. I've never seen a party that was themed cowboys and Indians like people from India. <laughs> but that would <laughs> the idea of that party now is so funny to me. <laughs> we please have a cowboy and Indian party. <laughs> Would go. <laughs> Nick refuses, and then he points out that because of him, they're all in this mess. Uh because of um Schmidt, that is. And he's referencing Jess, who once again is crying on the couch watching Dirty Dancing. And Coach heads over, and he says he's going to stop this. And he just walks over, and he just goes like, stop. (laughs) Stop it. Stop. Stop. And it just makes it so much worse. He just starts crying even more. That was in my notes where I wrote, David Wayans is saving the show. Schmidt heads over afterwards, and now he, like, tells her to, like, sit up. And he's like, you know what? We're going to, like, fix you up, and we're going to take you out and get you a rebound. And Jess doesn't know if she's ready to rebound, but Schmidt tells her that, you know, He's going to take her through this whole thing and he'll help guide her. She's like, oh, like Gandalf through Middle Earth? Oh, like Lord of the Rings? Because I'm quirky. So Schmidt- I thought that joke was hilarious. So you need to shut up. I hated yeah, that joke I, and I hate I, Lord of the Rings. Well, I thought that it the, the rest of the joke was funny. Have you ever seen say, Lord of the Rings, Joe? If only I've only could- seen Lord of the Rings Part 2 on a school field trip. And that's the best one. No, that's one where the stupid tree's on fire and he bends his head over to the river and then I fell asleep immediately after. That's that was the only one I three. saw, same thing, field trip. Also, um... That's, that's three, I'm sorry, I don't know. Whatever one we saw on the field trip, Jay and I. It's fun to tangent after we complete the joke because then after, Schmidt tells her that he needs to... She needs to drop the Lord of the Rings references and put them in a deep, dark cave where no one's gonna find them. And she goes, except Schmeagol, he lives in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was funny. That I don't, was I'm funny. not a Lord of the Rings guy, but I did think that this interaction was funny. No, that got me. That was the first like audible laugh that that caught me off guard. Like the first one, okay, I could see that, but the the continuation of it is what got me. The setup was obvious though. When he's telling her like deep dark cave, like you knew where it was going at that point. It was like a very softball pitch to her. But she's she knocked it out of the park though. Yeah. And, I will uh, say, though, at least it wasn't a Star Wars reference, because that just is so overdone. We see that so much in shows we cover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially nowadays, because it's back in, like, the forefront. So Jess says that all this sounds nice, and she's singing uh, that she's going to find a rebound, and then does that, that's like the who's that girl, it's Jess. Now, does she sing that for, throughout, like, the show? Does she do that a lot? Because I know it's essentially the intro. No, it's more just this episode. Okay. So now the next scene, we see Schmidt is chasing Nick around, and he's basically begging him to call his ex so they can go to this party. And he tells him that he has no idea what he's been going through at work lately. And then we get a flashback, and it's Schmidt in a meeting room addressing, like, this table of women. And Schmidt's, like, just trying to, like, shout over them. He's like, I'm just trying to do my work. I'm just trying to do a good job here. And one of the women is just like, nice tie. Can I borrow a tampon? 
I have no idea what's going I on. I this... did not get a single so, thing in this. If you so, want me to go ahead, but he's basically the only male that works in this all-female workforce. So it's like a reversed like role where they all like bully him, basically, because he's the only male. I just thought it was a very weird way to introduce that because just to see that quick flashback, I'm like, what on earth is happening? Yeah, me too. It's yeah, getting a little family guy heavy in this show too with the flashbacks. That's like modern TV. That's all we did a lot of shows and there it's kind of the tail end, but those early two thousands, especially it was like every two seconds, like foo, 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 foo. And it was just like flashback, flashback, flashback. This isn't as bad. I don't mind it in this show. I hate it in family guy because it's, Literally, like Jay said, every two seconds, and it there's no plot anymore. It's just throwaway, like flashbacks. It's jokes to that. get you to the flashback. Yeah. So now we flash back forward again, and Schmidt's explaining the need to go to this event, and um, it like reminds him that he's still a man, and uh, he can still motorboat a hot girl who is also a member of uh, the Cher- what was it? Cherokee. Oh, Cherokee. I'm sorry. I'm as I'm reading it. <laughs> you said Cherokee. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You can't laugh at me for a word I didn't say yet. You can't assume how I was going to say it wrong. But no, we um, can assume. We can assume. Well, I guess you could. You were about but, to. But then um, he said it's not racist because it's for a good cause. At this point, we realize that because they are walking throughout the house, that the conversations move to the bathroom where Jess is showering. And um, Schmidt reminds her to shave her legs because he, he's like, I will. <laughs> he's like, front and backs. And uh, I thought that something about her delivery there, too, when he was asking her if she was going to shave her legs, because she obviously wasn't going to until he (laughs) asked her. Now, have you guys noticed their bathroom is basically like a public bathroom? Yeah, I I do like that they have that. I've always wanted a urinal at home. They have a urinal and I've always wanted that. Uh, So, yeah, in theory, it's good, but uh, you're all forgetting how bad urinals smell. That's why you get the cakes. Yeah, change the cakes, bro. Or or I won't eat. Water More. cookies. <laughs> water cookies. Yeah. Time for the water cookies. Also, they probably stink because there's 300 people using them a day, whereas if it's just one, it's probably not so bad. But what happens? Right, especially if you, if you, I mean, you know, I happens? feel like we're all heavy water drinkers, right? No. I'm sorry. I don't think those cakes do their job. They just make it smell like fruit and pee. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I hate yeah. that smell. I mean, that's you got yeah. to get the good cakes. We should make cakes. You know, we what? couldn't make urinal cakes. What we could do is make those urinal pads. Yeah. And we could just go around to public bathrooms and swap them out. <laughs> when you, you know what? I will pee do on this. my name. <laughs> I will get some rubber gloves and I will start doing this. I go to every bar no, in town. No, no, Joe. We don't do rubber gloves. We get like the Tyrannosaurus Rex like heads. That you oh yeah, on the like the old people grabbers. Thing. Yeah. What's so um, Schmidt then reminds Nick that calling her isn't a big deal because he calls her all the time when he's drunk, anyways. And we get another flashback, and it's Nick doing like a very bad British accent. He's like drinking a beer. He's like, hello, Caroline. I love you so much. So much. And he just starts sobbing. Oh, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I think we probably all have at one point. Uh, Probably drunk. Yeah, not so much the British accent. Not the British accent part. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. What accent do you use? Everybody's been there, but maybe not in an accent. Gordo calls in a Jamaican Fred Durst. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you broke stuff me heart <laughs> you sounded Irish yeah <laughs> like I, I can't so you get an Irish French you jerks. broke me heart man <laughs> big time big time big time so uh 
So now uh, we get forward again, and Jess pulls the, the shower curtain back, and she's wearing like like a big one piece swimsuit. Yeah, she comes out of the shower in a bathing suit. Yeah, and um, I get it. <laughs> No, she's like she's Schmidt, living with three guys. Well, she sure. doesn't know. But she well, get her changing guys. into that, but you really can't effectively clean yourself in a bathing suit. Yeah. So are we to believe that she didn't use soap on her uh, body? Not effectively. Well, she I mean, probably... I'm guessing on the parts of her body that weren't covered by a bathing suit. But she could have put it on when she was done just to come out of the shower. I guess. That's weird. Maybe says... the inside of her bathing suit is made out of loofah. Oh, she just goes. Ew. <laughs> That's an audio podcast. Well, that was just for my friends. I appreciate it. For those of you listening, Ferg was just tweaking. And now Instagram. (laughs) If you're just listening to the show, Ferg was just rubbing his nipples and licking his lips. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, Jess says, Schmidt, I know you really want to go to the party, but wouldn't it be better to find a girl who you really care about to motorboat? And then maybe, if you're super lucky, you find a girl who motorboat you right back. And it's like, I don't think she knows what motorboating is. <laughs> um, I did think to go back to the bathing suit thing. I thought this was going to be the opportunity where she was going to come out of the shower with like just a towel around her. And that was going to be the first time like Nick got a look at her and was like attracted to her. That the guy saw yeah. her for being like, I thought, I thought that, that too, actually. That. Yeah, that was like, the, I felt like that was the moment for that. She was going to come out and like look kind of cute. And he was going to go, oh, shit. I'm honestly surprised she didn't come out with a ukulele being like, look at me. You don't bring your ukulele in the show? <laughs> it's so weird because Joe's always the positive one in every episode. Yeah. This is a weird canceled, turn for me. He's canceled like three shows since we started this. So it's like, it's so weird to see Joe like clearly not like something early on. I sat and called him out for liking everything and I created a monster. That's me shows I absolutely loved. Like all in the family. Fuck that. Just yeah. like, oh my God. So, um, so here's the thing. So I, I told you guys off air about this. Depending on where you watch the show, if you watch the show on Netflix, it's actually a slightly longer version than like the standard episode and the one that um, I provided in our drive. So um, this scene only is the only scene that would have only been on Netflix. So out of curiosity, who watched where? Who watched it on Netflix or anywhere that had the scene? Yeah, I, I did saw, not see I, the I scene. saw the extra scene. All right. So. If you guys just watched it on the drive, you wouldn't know this scene. Me and Ferg can at least chat about it. Then this scene, it's only like another minute. They're getting ready to go out for the night. Coach walks into Jess's room, and while she's getting ready, he wants to talk to her about like how he doesn't know how to talk to women properly. And he's trying to make small talk. He's like, so like he asked her about shopping and like, yeah, I like shopping. I was like, I just, he, he walks in with the basketball and slams it on yeah, the table and he weird. breaks whatever is on the table. Yeah, he walked in with a basketball under his arm and just broke something on the table, <laughs> unexplained. But um, when they're talking about shopping, she's like, oh, yeah, I just bought a pair of jeggings. They're like, they look like jeans, but they're actually leggings. And he just doesn't know how to react at all. And he just eventually shouts, who cares? At her. <laughs> he's like, yells. I will say I do have an opinion on jegging. I'm very anti-jegging. Because there's somebody Girls here who so wears lucky. very tight pants. When they started making jeggings, people were like, oh, I don't want jeans anymore. And then it made it very hard to find skin pants. tight jeans. Yeah, because it, you'd go to you'd like oh, at a table or something at a store, you pick them up and you're like, these feel like pajamas. I can't wear these. In fairness, have you ever tried them? Yeah. No, because I feel dude, you no one wants to see that. You would oh, it'd be gross. Joe, what's any different than the jeans that you wear now? Jeans are thick. They're denim. 
Jeggings you know, are made out of legging material. Your junk would be you wear, like Robin What Hood. if you wear jeggings? But He's you, right. I had a pair of jeans underwear. that were very close to like they were like they were advertised as like stretchy, but they were they were closer to not being denim than being denim. And yeah, it doesn't hold your junk very well. Very yeah, bulgy, you have to buy like jeans that feel like jeans versus ones that feel like sweatpants that are super tight. Well, maybe I just got a small peepee. Why aren't you wearing underwear? What's the difference? Yeah, like wear some boxer briefs. Well, if you wear underwear and those are so thin, you get panty lines. <laughs> you work from home. Yeah, and I wear jeans all the time, all day, every Why? day. Why? This is the that's the perfect no need for that when you're at home to wear jeggings. You should no. be taking sales calls while Donald ducking. Yeah, with my luck, sure. I would get up to stretch or something. I could never do that. <laughs> Call comes in, it's just your time. Like, you didn't get the sale, and we're unimpressed. Anyway, thanks. Like, I didn't make quota this month. So, uh, j- just to close out that scene real quick, the only other thing of note that happens is, while they're having this conversation, she has, like, like a hair curler in her hair, and she, like, forgets about it, and then her hair starts to smoke. And I, there was no, like, continuous gag, because her hair wasn't all fucked up after that. I there, was like also the, there was also the flashback when he tells her that he doesn't know how to talk to women and then oh, he yeah, cuts to him in the gym and he's just screaming at this fat lady on a um what what's it called? A moose. No, it's a God damn it, it's a common word. I'm treading on a blank. No, it's Bicycle. an electric bike. Like bicycle. I know bicycle, <laughs> but what do you call the an exercise? A stationary bike. bike? That's why I'm mad because it was such a common word. It's an exercise, exercise bike. bike. <laughs> yeah. But he's just screaming at her and she's crying. It's really funny. Would you guys see the cheers trivia for coach? No. 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 It's nothing crazy, but you come to find out later in the series that coach's first name is Ernie. And that's this that was coach's, coach's first name, name on Cheers. cheers too. Yeah. Oh neat. I, I, for a second, thought you were referencing last week's show, and I got really, really <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, Actually, yeah. that didn't click to me. Though. We went we from coach to coach a show with coach. The next scene's in uh, the bar where Nick works as a bartender. And um, you see he's, like, serving, like, everyone drinks while they're at the table. And uh, I want to point out first, did you guys see this trivia? The exterior of that is the now-closed Hanley's Ale House in Providence. They're not open anymore, but I can at least vouch for a few of us. We've been there. What was it called? Ferg and Nick. I know we've been there. We went there in the past. It was a Hanley's Ale House. It was like one of the. It was like a random like Irish pub restaurant and bar. We went in the daytime once for like lunch. Is that the one that's by the river? No, No, it's like right in downtown. It's like right in the middle, and they have pretty good Irish breakfast. It was like a corner spot. Well, obviously you would know from the exterior shot, but yeah, it was the um. We we'd been there, so I thought that was really interesting when I saw that. So um yeah, so when we cut back inside. Nick's, um, you know, getting everyone the drinks and Jess got a pink wine because they make her slutty. And um, <laughs> while they're getting their drinks, she notices this guy walk by that she finds attractive and then um, starts playing with her glasses like she's like a cartoon character who has the hots for somebody, like flicking them up and down and pulling them in and out. Yeah, she does like the awooga Yeah, thing. basically. Yeah. Hey, sailor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I <laughs> So Schmidt starts prepping her to like go and talk to this guy. And um they first they're working on her smile though, and she's making like all these very awkward smiles, like one after another. He's like, Yeah, don't do any of that. And she eventually just says, All right, I got this, and she heads over to him. And that Ferg, as you said, her opening line is just like, Hey sailor. And he just like <laughs> he like looks at her and looks away. 
and then meanwhile you have Schmidt and uh coach who are like standing there kind of like cheering her on in a way and they're shouting from across the room like uh, that's okay maybe he didn't hear it and uh, you can come back from that one <laughs> and then we get um holy schmidt it's schmidt and then the two most insufferable douchebags walk up to schmidt these dudes are fucking the worst so the hard worst. Oh, yeah. yeah so the only all show about the i've Benjamins. ever seen the only show i've ever seen where that guy isn't a douchebag it is community and he's just like a really nice guy in that but they just nailed that that dude knows what uh roles to play he's just always a complete dick the curly headed guy is one of the main characters in ap bio and he's fine in that but he plays those two dudes are such shitheads in this it is really hard to even watch them well i stand corrected there are two shows where he's not a dude yeah (laughs) so yeah schmidt's like curly headed fuck all about the benjamin and p-funk um and he's talking to him. Coach immediately is like, he walks away as soon as they showed up. And uh, Benjamin realizes pretty early uh, in the conversation that Schmidt isn't going to be on the invite list to this cowboy party that they're all talking about and going to. And they tell him, you know, keep your head up. And they both head out. And now Schmidt, again, is now begging Nick to call his ex. You, uh, you cut to later in the night. And Jess is at the bar talking to Nick, telling him that, you know, she's never been good at hiding her crazy, which gets another flashback. And we see a young Jess singing and playing One of Us by Joan Osborne um, in front of a bunch of kids who have zero interest. Like, they're all just in someone's house while she's, like, doing an acoustic rendition of the song. There's that one kid, though, who just yells at her to stop, which is how I feel (laughs) about this entire episode for the most part when she's singing or talking. I think that's a good song, by the way. I haven't listened to it in many years, but that was a pretty good song. Last time I heard that song, Dr. Evil sang it. It's been a while since I heard the proper version of the song, but that was it got a good amount of play on MTV many years ago. There's also a very weird, uh, like updated version a couple of years after by Fear, which is like a real weird listen. I remember when it really? came out, I was like, this seems awkward. I have zero recollection of that. <laughs> Different time, the 90s. So, uh, so we move forward again, and now Jess is asking Nick about the breakup and if he knows why they broke up and he's like no you know it's fine it was six months ago and you know i don't really think about it anymore and she's going on to tell him like there's consequences to keeping everything inside and you know you're gonna just end up in a world where you're just yelling at kids as they run across your yard and nick says or i'll pretend uh to be more like you and live on a sparkly rainbow and drive a unicorn around and just sing all the time she's like you should do that it's fun he's like well i can't because i have a penis and then she starts singing. I don't remember the exact melody, but it was something, you know, my name is Nick, I have a penis, and I'm not going to let my feelings out. <laughs> I like you singing it. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you singing it all day long. Well, to so, be fair, uh, we all have penises, and we do not let our feelings out on this show. We're very stoic. I was going to say, we're pretty, we're pretty open group. Yeah, we're pretty open. Yeah. We all live in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> we do all live in a glass case of emotion. Is that a Assume, Top Gun reference? Yes. Uh, Top Gun, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. I, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> There's so few. What do you... <laughs> the bench warmers and blazing saddles, pretty yeah. much. Gerdo has seen two movies. He's just watching the and, wrong Missy every night for some reason. <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy helped Inspector. Well, obviously. Oh, and Norbit. Yeah, I've seen Norbit once. Man. I like Norbert. 
I watched it with you the one time I ever saw Cordo. Yeah, it was okay. I, that was, I think that was the only time I watched it. The Nutty Professor. I like that. <laughs> that weird point in the 90s. Any other Eddie Murphy movies? <laughs> no, the, the Nutty Professor and the Clumps, those are great movies. I yeah, will say, yeah, though. Yeah, the Clumps, yeah. I will say, though, though he did strike out with the remakes of uh, Dr. Doolittle. Those. Yeah, yeah, those weren't good. One of the only movies I've ever walked, the only movie I've ever, I ever walked out of the theater. It's Yeah, that was not worth your time. But while I walked out, it was to buy tickets to go see Can't Hardly Wait right after. The Haunted Mansion movie with him in it um, wasn't very good either. That was a disappointment. That's a ride. That's not a movie. They made a movie because of the success of Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, I think yeah. the worst we've seen in a long time for any of these, though, was when they remade Battleship, or they made Battleship a movie. Oh, my Nicolas God. Cage, and you were like, oh, this is going to be like a tense army, like Navy thriller about battleships. And then instead they were like, nope, aliens. You're like, what the fuck this all battleships about? Oh, Joe, did you notice in Battleship the rockets, the aliens shoot at the ships that land? Those are the pegs from the game. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even notice. That's yeah. a connection. Wait, Nicolas actually, Cage was in that? You guys yeah. actually watched that? Yeah, I watched yeah. Battleship. It's not great. I couldn't tell you anything It's a, It's that. a really, it's a fluff movie. Like, you, you if you just want like a like a blow em up movie in the background, it's not awful. Like, Mr. but yeah, like if you want to watch like it for Fast a and good the Furious, movie. yeah, yeah, it's like the Fast and Furious war movie. But if you want to watch a background movie with Nicolas Cage, it's a dumb action movie. You like that? You put on Con Air or The Rock. No, because I love that movie. I don't want that as a background movie. I love. Who the hell movies. is Nicolas Cage in that movie? In, um, Battleship. Battleship. Isn't he the commander? No. I don't think I remember Nick Cage in that movie. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm confusing it, I think, with the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage movie that he was. The yeah, that, Navy that, commander he was in, in that. Yeah, no, yeah he you're definitely wasn't of, in Battleship. Yeah, you're thinking of Face Off. <laughs> Probably thinking of Face Off. Oh, I confuse it with Valley Girl. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> now, that's a good movie, Face Off. Face Off's a great movie. So was Valley Girl. And then oh. if you really want to get sad, you watch The Weatherman starring Nick Cage. That's a great movie. That doesn't get enough credit. Like the week after I saw that, I got a burrito thrown at me out of a car, and it was a really <laughs> weird moment of uh, life imitating Oh, full art. circle back to Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to buy a burrito. Well, now, full circle back to New Girl. One of the douchebags from earlier, P-Funk, or as we now know his name, uh, Peter, walks up to Jess at the bar, and she, um, they start making like small talk. And he offers to buy her a drink and compliments her on her glasses. And you can hear like off camera go, they help me see. <laughs> and um. <laughs> We cut to a little further in the evening, and now you see Jess and P-Funk are talking at a table in the back, and all the guys are sitting at the bar up front together. And this is when um, Benjamin walks back up, and he's, uh, Schmidtstein, hey man, I was thinking that it's- Schmidtstein, fuck me, <laughs> yeah. fuck me. <laughs> <Not got> me. <laughs> it's, it's probably best that you don't come to the party, that means more breasts for me. More breasts for me. It's such a weird thing to say. And I Schmidt- saw- do they have like a motor boating contest in this party? Like, who can motor boat the most people? Does anybody actually motor boat? I don't. You do like outside like of shots porn or SNL cheese? sketches from the nineties? I don't believe that exists. Really? No, you don't just go up and randomly. Like I've heard of like like shots. Well, not randomly, like, Gordo. That's sexual assault. I meant more <laughs> in the like you're having well, a. What what are we to expect? You walk into a party and you, what do you do? Like, well, I, I think they're trying to say like people are being intimate. Party. 
That's not what you do during sexy time, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense if you're, you're like, you've got a girl goodly enough to want to have times with you, and you're like, hold on, let me rub my stubbly face all over your boobs <laughs> to the enjoyment of nobody, mind you. Uh, do you have a set of tits? Do you know it's not enjoyable for her? <laughs> I guess I don't. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna don't test this theory women. later, and I'll come back to you guys with two black eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Schmidt says, uh, "You better step down, son. You're taking this whole thing too far." He's like, hold me back, coach. He's like, I'm serious. Hold me back. Hold me back. Damon Wayne's face here is pretty fantastic. It's so weird that, like, obviously, like, Benjamin Schmidt, like, that oh, that crew of guys are all, like, cut from the same cloth. But the idea of, like, hey, it's better you not, uh, probably best you don't come to that party. More breasts for me. And he's like, hey, man, step back. And he's like, <laughs> how dare get, you take more breasts than me? Who would get that angry about that? Hold me back. Hold me back. This is one of those things where, like, it's just so, I mean, we know a lot of fucking douchey people, right? Especially when they talk about girls or whatever. But, like, people don't actually talk like this. Especially, no. like, friends. Even if you were, even if all five of us were at a bar, we are all single. And for some reason, we were there trying to hit on girls or whatever. Nobody would say any of the words that came out of any of these people's mouths. I think it's because they're not actually friends. They secretly like, well, not secretly. You can tell just by watching these, they really hate each other, like yeah, frenemies. I, I no, get, but yeah. still, like these seem like guys who, even if they weren't, though, like what we see of Schmidt when he's isolated and with his friends, he's still very much that kind of guy. I do feel like any of these comments would work though if they just changed their tone. Like, imagine one of them said that sarcastically to their friend, was like, "I don't want to hit on girls tonight, man." Is like, "Okay, more breast for me." That makes sense to me. That's like a sarcastic quip. Making it a serious comment is so fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just th these characters are very unrealistic. Like I, I was saying you're, earlier, you're taking a little too literal. He's it's more rubbing it in that he's not on this exclusive list and he's not getting to the party. So he's fucking with them for that. So while he's having this hold me back, hold me back moment, Nick walks up and he's like, hey, relax, man. You know, we're going to the party. So we find out Nick finally caved in and he texted Caroline and he's like, Oh, you know, it's no big deal. You know, all of that's behind me anyways. But it's like, is it because he asked you like 50 times and you kept saying, no, I'm not texting my ex. So to say now, Oh, it's no big deal. Like, you know, it's all in the past. Well, then why are we so adamantly against it before? Well, this is because he saw Jess trying to move on after all that. It was from the conversation they had. So he, he did that. For yeah, he was inspired by. Yeah. The unicorn sitting the on a unicorn. unicorn. Now Jess heads over and informs the guys that she has a date tomorrow. Because you know what? You guys are totally right. I, I talked in short sentences. I didn't sing. I laughed. I smiled. I said I needed rebound sex, and it totally worked. <laughs> he asked me out for dinner. <laughs> so first of all, I'm, I'm calling bullshit here. Because if somebody comes up to you and says, yo, I want rebound sex, you don't you schedule just, that. Yeah, yeah, you don't schedule that. You're you're gonna be like, cool. Let's get a drink. Let's head back to my place. Okay, but like the idea, like it's tomorrow, right? So it's not like that crazy. Say like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Then no, nah, I'm with Gordo. That's still really weird. If a if a girl yeah. like Zoe Dachanel came up to Gord single Gordo at a restaurant and said all that, and I need rebound sex, boom, boom, see you later. Let's go do it. Well, maybe one of them wasn't available that day. I assume that he was like, yeah, we should hook up. And then she's like, all right, dinner tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think Ferg's right here. I think that she's so uh, aloof that 
he yeah, may that's have probably tried. how it went. Yeah, yeah, he would have tried, and she would have deflected it accidentally, and ends up deferring it to the next day. That's what probably the character would do. Yeah, but she's excited because you know she's like, we're getting dinner with food, and she's like, ooh, ooh <laughs> and she's like doing like raise the roof and stuff. <laughs> and as she's dancing off and walking away, she turns and you see that she accidentally tucked her shirt into her underwear. <laughs> and uh she has like big white underwear on. Um none of them have the heart to tell her. Here, let's give her this one. <laughs> she did good. In the next scene, we get a close-up of Jess's friend Cece, who's sitting in the living room and she's being stared at by the other three guys who are all sitting on the couch. And this is as Jess is getting ready in her room. And Schmidt asks her if uh, it's getting a little warm in there and he takes his shirt off again and asks if uh, he can hit her up with some tea, a little herb tea. He's like, ah, oh my God, how good is that? For real, what? <laughs> a little, <laughs> little cream and tea? Yum, right? Hot, sweet, a little tea bag action? <laughs> like, and I wasn't, he's like, I wasn't talking about, and that's when the douchebag jar comes out again. Joe, how do you not like this character? I just don't. He's not, supposed to be likable yeah Yeah, like that's the point he's so unlikable it's funny i do like the running gag of the douche jar though i think that's like a good thing because you get to write him to be this shitty and then always have an excuse to like have the other guys put him in his place cc tells him you know jess is by far the best person i know and if you let anything happen to her i'm going to do crazy murder you and schmidt Schmidt says i'm going to be honest with you i didn't hear a word you said because i can kind of see your Party hats right now. <laughs> Party hats. <laughs> that is the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, that was a new one for me. That's a new one, yeah. yeah. So, mean like her whole boob is he just saying he could see her nipples? When I, think she's nipples. I think it means nipple, uh, yeah. I think it means I, nipples. I wasn't positive. Cece exits immediately after he says that to go check on Jess. And I like that Nick just looks at him and goes, Why are you talking like this? Yeah. <laughs> So now Cece gets into Jess's room where she sees her laying on the floor because she fell over trying to wear heels. And Jess is like, you know, she doesn't think she can do it. She'd like go on this date. And she's worried that it's all going to go horrible. So Cece kind of gives her a pep talk and, you know, gets her back up on her feet. But she's like, first we need to get you out of those overalls. And she's like, well, I was going for like a, like a hot farmer daughter kind of thing. You know, like, oh, I'm going to milk my cows with my bucket. <laughs> I thought I did. I thought that was enjoyable. I mean, I get she's overly uh, quirky at all times, but that was kind of funny. To me. It's like she learned life through TV, but didn't get it all right. Yes. Yeah, but we all learned. Well, maybe not too much Gordo or whatever, but the rest of us all learned life through TV. Gordo, it's not a shot. You just haven't seen any TV shows where, for some reason, the rest of us all watched way too many of them. No, we no, learned, no, no, no. We we learn life through TV, but also experience life. It's almost like she only watched TV. Yeah. And she knows these tropes. Yeah. And didn't ever get to do them. You know what's real, funny is she kind of, in a way, reminds me of um, a show that we haven't covered, but I'm sure will at some point, Kimmy Schmidt. And Kimmy Schmidt's whole thing was she was kind of like, because of circumstances, her brain is kind of locked into the, like being a 13-year-old. And there's well, kind yeah, of she a She was basically of, like a prisoner, though. <laughs> yeah. No, very different circumstances. Uh, but I'm saying like that. Also innocence, the movie Blast from the Past. Still being like a child, like in the brain, is kind of how like Jess asks uh, acts a lot. It's weird though, because you're like, I'm acting like I'm a child in the brain, but I'm gonna take a cab naked with a like it's the weird mix of right. But that's yeah. also like how uh like a young kid would think you go about being sexy too. Yeah, well, that just makes it uncomfortable. Well, 
if she was actually a kid, yeah. But no, no, no. But if she's acting like it, now that you say that, yeah. it's kind of uncomfortable. It's not point. literally a kid. It's the lack I of know experience. It's not, I know yeah. it's not literally a kid. Obviously, Zoe Dachanel is not a kid. Dachanel. Yeah, it's Dachanel. not Dachanel. It's no. Zoe Dachanel. It's Dachanel. It's not. How do you know? I, I Listen, I will. Gorda will bet it show. Go ahead, All right, put it do, in your, do the your Google, little uh, Google do the, speak Okay, thing. do the Google pronunciation thing. Hold your phone up. And you're just betting a show. You just lost a show. Damn. Who gets his show? I don't know. We have a lot of group picks to catch up on, so it might be a win for the team. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to... Gordo's just betting picks because we've already watched the three shows he likes, and now it's like, where else do we go from there anyways? Touche. Google Translate? Just Google <laughs> Zoe Deschanel pronunciation. Issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here Googling. Zoe what Deschanel. does Zoe Deschanel hey, mean? Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Happy? Give me your pick. That's Google. Bitch. That's Google. Go, go to, go to, go to fucking uh, uh, Seth Meyers or whatever his name is. What? Okay. I like that Seth Meyers is all of a sudden the authority on how to pronounce the name. Seth Meyers is more uh, informed than Google. If the two a.m. fucking talk show says it a certain way, that's Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Press it again. Maybe I'll say something different. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> all right, Gordo lost the show. Who gets the show though? We just group pick it. Either group pick, fan pick, something like that. All right. Give we it to pick the some, fans. No, this is where we all get together and try to pick something we know Gordo will dislike. That's how that works. Give it that's to the we, fans. That's, that's what we did this week with this show for you. Berg? Oh, why did you do that to me? <laughs> but isn't it? No, isn't today a fan pick? It's like a hybrid. It's it's technically a fan, but we didn't really get into that at the top of the episode. It's like if technically it, if a it fan pick. Pa- if it gets past, it's the Ferg show and I remain the champion. <laughs> if it's failed, then it's a fan pick. That's why Ferg's been pushing it as a fan pick instead. He's nervous. Nervous it might not go so well. I'm sure no. if I had to gauge, I think that uh, this will... I, I think I know how this show's going for most people. Well, well, we'll find out in due time. To go back to the whole overalls thing, Cece tells her to take them off, but now Jess doesn't know what to wear for uh, the date tonight. So now we cut to a moment later, and you see Cece walking out into the living room, now wearing the overalls that Jess was wearing. And presenting Jess to the roommates, who's now wearing the dress that Cece was wearing, the black dress. Now, I understand that she was going to let Jess borrow her dress. But Cece could have put on anything that Jess owned. She didn't have to put the overalls on. Yeah. Um, It doesn't matter what Cece puts on. She's going to look good. So, I mean. Yeah. But, like, I I get get the If she didn't walk out in the overalls, I don't think you notice the dress enough to notice they'd switched if she didn't wear the overalls. That's true, because CC fills out the dress much better, so uh, they kind of had to telecast it with her wearing the overalls. I don't think that was the same dress. It was. It It is. They switched. That was the whole point of it. I don't know. Otherwise, why would CC be wearing the overalls? No, I mean, I get that, but like, if you look at the way that the dress was on CC, it looks like it was probably not really the same dress. Just because they're definitely different sizes. It's like an ongoing joke later in the show that Cece's got massive tits and Jess doesn't have big boobs at all. So I don't know how she could even wear her dress, but it doesn't really matter. The jokes still work. It's like a sweet moment when like, she first walks out because like, you see everyone seeing her and she looks nice. And then she starts doing like a weird dance and making it awkward again. Like I don't even know how to... <laughs> she was almost dancing like how Beavis and Butthead would dance. 
Every time there's like a warm moment, she ruins it with her awkwardness. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to text him and tell him uh, that I'm going to head over. And Nick's like, wait, you've been texting him? He's like, yeah, is that bad? And he's like, no, it's nice. Have a good night. And like, I'm guessing this is Nick reflecting on his past relationships and maybe he didn't get that kind of communication with Caroline. See, I take that a different way by the way this turns out. I think he was saying like, oh, that's not how this works in the hookup dating world. Oh, yeah, I thought he, he was doesn't like, want to hurt her feelings. I'm oh, I thought he was that. almost like endeared by the way that she was texting. But I guess I'm reading. No, because the next scene we get comments about it. I mean, like, well, again, what? I I missed the Internet dating stuff. I don't know if that works. Is it weird to I would imagine now that texting is more like I don't want to call anybody. It's a bigger texting's a bigger thing now. Yeah, yeah I'd rather be texted all day than called and hurt, you know, a thousand times over, you know? Yeah. So, um. From there, we get to the next scene, and now we see the three guys are heading to this party that we've been hearing about all episode. And it looks like it is a pretty big deal. Like, it's a big club, and there's a lot going on. And Nick and Coach are, like, barely in any type of costume, like this cowboy Indian thing. Schmidt but, sort of looks like in Back to the Future 3 when Doc dresses oh up. Oh, my Marty God, he does. <laughs> he does, yeah. Oh, you know what I said? I said that he looks like Lloyd Christmas when he had his fancy cowboy clothes on. <laughs> yeah. and and that, too. I got <laughs> Macho yeah. Man. It's the flails. Yeah. Yeah, Ah, The Christopher Lloyd Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. So when they get to the door, Nick heads over to confirm that they're on the list. And as he's like talking to the door guys, his ex Caroline, uh, Caroline spots him and calls him over. And Nick thanks her for like getting them in and says, and she says in return, like no more prank phone calls and does like the impression of him going like, Oh, I love you. And like the, you know, the call that we heard earlier when he was crying on the phone and they're having like an actual, like nice exchange and they're joking around one another. And then Caroline says, Hey, you know, I'm almost done here. If you want to head in and have a drink. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. Like, that's like, like, let's have like a normal drink and be, be normal about this. But then instead of being completely normal about it, he had to get it off his chest. And he says like, I have to ask you. So, I, you know, I don't end up like an old man filled with regret. Why did you dump me? He's like, oh, like, you want to do this, like, right here? She eventually tells him, you know, honestly, I didn't even realize that you cared about me until we broke up. And he's like, okay, let's get a drink. And I don't know, like, I guess, I guess for him, like, that was, like, the closure he needed. I kind of wondered, though, like, her saying that, because I don't know how the future of the show runs, but she's being portrayed as a somewhat normal character, and usually these shows would have her portrayed as someone who you'd be rooting against with a crazy ex or something because they're already right? because they're they're setting up the framework that you you're going to eventually want to see nick ingest together right so like because of that you usually paint the ex to be a more unlikable character i would have preferred them to show that side of her a little more in this like have her be bitcher to bitcher to him in the line yeah or something so like that, and but... i i felt like they probably do establish that more as the show goes on she's not like the worst person in the world like she's not the waitress or yeah. anything like that but like the main reason you really root against her later in the thing is because she's just getting in between her and right. Jess getting together she's fucking with the will they won't they yeah so in this instance i'm like okay so maybe the breakup is his fault maybe he was like kind of absent in the relationship and got complacent and that's what did it and then sometimes like even as broken up as he was Sometimes, like, you're upset not because you're so in love and you're so upset about the breakup. It's the being broken up with part, like, the rejection. Yeah. It's not even that you're that in love with the person that just broke up with you. It's that you're, like, sidelined and don't want 
someone to tell you no. Like, I don't want you anymore. Plus, in his case, too, like, the worst part of that is the introspection of, like, well, why did they? What did I do wrong? That will eat you up forever, you know? Yeah, and it's less about your connection with the person and more about, like, what's wrong with you. Yeah, dumped versus being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, in that case, you know, again, he was just like, all right, let's get a drink. But as soon as that happens, Benjamin and Peter show up, and, like, they're at the front door, and now they're trying to get into this party. And Nick asks Peter, like, hey, where's Jess? Oh, dude, she texted me, like, seven times, like, long ones. I just want to hook up. And that's when he realizes that, like, he didn't even call her to break off the date, and that she's most likely sitting at this restaurant alone, just, like, waiting for him. Man, that makes you hate the dude so much. If they were just going to be like, hey, call me that night, we'll hang out, and then he blew her off, that's shitty, but, like, whatever. To have her go to a restaurant and be sitting there waiting alone. That's just I, I hope cool. this Pete yeah. character gets hit by a garbage truck. Yeah. yeah. Caroline from a few feet away, because she doesn't hear any of this, is like, oh, Nick, like, do you want to go in and get that drink now? But he actually declines and says, no, I actually have to go help out a friend. Him and Coach head out and start, like, jogging to go find Jess. Schmidt is very conflicted. He doesn't want to miss out. He's been looking forward <laughs> to this party all year. And then, like, you just see, like, some girl in, like, a Native American costume, like, just jumping up and down and waving at him. She was essentially calling to Schmidt specifically. Yeah, Yeah, to him directly. I do like that this this woman's dressed up, like, perfectly to the nines, but Damon Wayans Jr. is just wearing a baseball hat with a feather glued to it. I really love the juxtaposition of their outfits. Yeah. I just feel bad those titties aren't getting motivated tonight now. Well, Benjamin's still going to be there. Benjamin and Pete are going to be there, so... They only have two mouths. <laughs> well, somebody's going to see somebody's, was it birthday hats? What do they call them? Party, party, party hats. hats. Party hats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he eventually, he gives in and he fights off his desires and starts chasing after his friends. And now we cut to the inside of the restaurant where Jess is sitting alone um, and she gets approached by the waitress. And Jess asks if they have anything else that's like free, but also has bread in it. <laughs> And she Triggered. said, I already ate the good bread and all that's left is like the health bread. And it was, it's funny. Cause like you I never relate to that too. Yeah. You never hear it vocalized, but you know exactly what she's talking about. There's only like wheat rolls left or whatever. Yeah. When you go to like a wedding and it's like an assortment of bread and there's like the nice regular rolls that you want to eat and everyone grabs those first. <laughs> and then next is just like, yeah, like the weird, like, Oh yeah. Bread with the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many seeds. Like, why is this part of it? Just, just give us all the dinner rolls, and uh, it's by it, it's a plot by Big Bread. <laughs> Those are actually made out of wax. So. It's to make you appreciate the dinner rolls even more. You know my feelings on Big Bread, Ferg. <laughs> she tells Jess, you know, you know, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to give up the table. And like right around that moment is when you have all the guys running into the restaurant, announcing themselves as her date. And Nick's like, oh, we're her boyfriends. Uh, we're reverse Mormons. One man just isn't enough for her. And Jess is, like, getting emotional just, that, like, realizing that these three guys skipped the party just to be with her and starts crying again. They don't know how to react. And Coach yells for her to stop. Again. It is a stop and call back, yeah. <laughs> and um, Nick eventually starts awkwardly singing I've Had the Time of My Life um, from Dirty Dancing. And he eventually gets... the words. No, well, none of them do, because he eventually gets Coach <laughs> and Schmidt to, to join in with him, and none of them know the words or are singing in time with one another. They just know, just remember. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it does lift her spirits up as they get louder and louder. And this uh, results in the waitress kicking them all out. And they, uh, the four of them all exit the restaurant singing together. We've seen this happen a lot. I think an episode they've done recently, too, where, like, to me, this should be the end of the episode. Yeah. 
don't I didn't need the button on this one. I think the button should have ran during the credits going, if anything. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I feel like just this, uh, even then, though, I feel like this scene was unnecessary. Like, that, this should be, like, a middle of an episode scene to me. Like, we get that they're now friends. Like, I think you end on a sweeter, higher note. Um, yeah, I can see it either way. I'll say, because, like we established earlier, there was a scene in the middle that got cut for time. So they could have either just ended it here, and they would have timed out perfect. Or you have this extra scene, and you have to cut out the scene they inevitably cut. Because after that, we flash to like later in the night, and everybody's in the living room together watching Dirty Dancing. And Jess was like, oh, seriously, thank you guys, you know, for tonight. It was so cool. And Schmidt says, listen, Jess, I know you've had a rough go with it. I just want you to know that, I mean, for me at least, no matter what, I'd still totally do you. And she goes, oh, that's so sweet. And then they all call for the douchebag jar. I could see why ending it at the restaurant would be the way to go. But also here was a good time where because she calls for the jar with them, it, it made her feel more like one of the gang. So I could see how like there was that like now like a camaraderie thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see your bonded. point there too. Yeah. Because yeah, like, from this moment on, yeah, now she's part of the group. You know, she's not like the new person, even though she's new girl, like she's part of the group now uh, moving forward. But yeah, that was um that was a whole episode. Um, I don't know if there's much else. I mean, I don't know anything else about the show to talk about anything. I <laughs> I know Joe and Gordo are in the same boat. Uh, if there's anything you guys wanted to chime in and add to it, um, you know, feel free. I mean, just what we discussed before, how coaches leaves after this, comes back season three, and that's the one time they have all four guys. That's disappointing. That's probably my favorite it's, uh, season. The reason so that happens, then. They, um, he was on a show that was anticipated to be canceled. We talked. We about said this. that. Where yeah. was I for half of this show? <laughs> Why do I not remember twice now? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. This and is, I think I was doing thing? stuff on work emails for like five minutes. How did I miss this much? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but the thing is, he came back for that season, and then he got offered another bigger show to star in. So he left again, and then he just had sporadic. Um, appearances from that point on but it was just really like well you know i don't know if if this would be the i know it's not the show he originally couldn't do it for but there was a show that we had slated to do and it was one of my picks but we had to move things around at some point we never ended up doing it but he did a show called happy together which was the the show show. that was a show no happy endings oh happy endings is the show. oh well happy together is a show that he started that um i had like slated in like as one of our numbered like episodes that we're supposed to do months and months ago and uh we'll eventually Should we just do that for gorda's pick then we could next time we already have I mean, a, we a, a, a bunch we have a pretty full yeah. slate yeah we'll uh we'll get to it at some point uh, one yeah more no thing. that's um, um every everybody on this show by the way from this point on like i've never seen a show have more characters get flanderized in my life every single character just becomes extreme versions so, of that that's interesting you say that because my issue with this cast watching this is that I feel like they're starting kind of flanderized. I, was gonna yeah, say, I yeah. can't yeah. imagine this going more extreme. Oh, it or does. Like Smith becomes more like Smith. I mean, not Smith. Uh, Smith becomes more Schmidt. like Schmidt. I know I'm having trouble pronouncing it. So I'm going to call him Smith. <laughs> I just keep thinking <laughs> of the SNL Schmidt's gay commercial every time we say it. <laughs> but like he, he becomes more like neurotic, more screaming. Getting angry at everything, clean freak. Um, Nick becomes more neurotic, hiding like he does. Uh, whenever 
whenever Jeff yells at him when they start dating, his thing is he moonwalks away to avoid the conversation. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> Nick things like is he doesn't believe in dinosaurs, but has no proof. Like he doesn't have an <laughs> argument for it. He just does not believe in dinosaurs. It's a, I don't know why it's so funny to me. But um, the person who replaces uh coach they gets flanderized worse. Than I've ever seen a character get flanderized. Winston, include, yeah. yeah. He is basically uh, a single cell organism at one point. Like his brain does not work, and then becomes a police officer, and is like, well, I, I'm like, I don't. They can't pick a lane on him for something. But the, the thing, thing with, is, the is he's also that, really funny too. Like I yeah, understand where where your hesitations would come with being that flanderized, but they. It's not unwatchable either. Like it's still watchable because of their all, all their chemistry together. Like it, it still works, but it's I mean, it's a bit dramatic, yeah. The reason Winston's like that is because he was brought in such so last minute. They basically had him be coach for his first like six episodes right. where he was Winston, but he was a former basketball player who failed to, uh I forget what country. It was like you know, Croatia or something. It's like Latvia or one of those places probably, where there's like yeah. basketball They probably leagues, yeah. had wrote a few episodes and needed yeah. to have him kind of fill the role without minimal like script changes. So they kept like the arrogant like sports guy thing and then he yeah. kind of found his own character. All right. That's all well, I get. Well, I guess at this point, uh, nothing left to do but do the Green Lantern cancel. And I think because one person showed his hand really early, I think it makes the most sense to start with Joe. Because uh, there's no anticipation there. Uh, Joe, starting with you. Yeah, this is this is not a green light for me. I have to cancel this one. Like there were some funny moments with like the crew of people, but I can't imagine wanting to watch this like quirky 2007 purple hoodie American apparel Pinterest board character every week. I just can't. It fucking drove me insane. Uh, like again, those guys. Dan Wayne's is funny as hell in this. Some of the character stuff is good. I can see the ensemble thing working. I just I couldn't do the overly quirky hip character thing. It it. What if she singing. wasn't? What if she was an overly quirky ninety year old woman though? Well, then obviously I'd be right into this. Yeah, does Zoe? Does Zoe uh, Daxanel Gordo? Is that what you call her? Does <laughs> Does she have a mom character we can bring into this? Because then maybe it's different. Her mom is Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I'm sold in there. this show. Uh, but yeah, I just I just I can't do it. A rare cancel for me, but like I can't all of a sudden you know, I just uh, I'm out. But yeah, I don't think this is the best pilot. It doesn't. I love this show. I've watched it all the way through. I don't think this is the best pilot to show how good the show truly gets and truly is. But I still enjoyed the pilot a lot. I had plenty of scenes that I, la- I laughed the whole time going over it with you guys. I love the friend groups, like camaraderie, the fact that they left the party that was really important. Even Smith, he left the party that was really important to him to be there with his friends and, and her at the end. It's just a warm moment. I love them singing Dirty Dance, and usually I hate when they sing. I think that's super cringe, but in this world that they've created where everything's weird, but everybody else in the restaurant like is off-put by it. The fact that they get thrown out, like it doesn't bother me so much. Um, yeah, it's green light for me. I, I enjoy this show a lot. Before I move on, I want to point out that Ferg canceled Living, Living Single, Single because he hated the group sing-along so much and went on a tirade about it. But in this show, it's endearing. And I explained that just now. Were you listening? I was listening, but your your rationale was invalid. Nick. 
So this is um, a green light, but I, I do um, agree with Joe in a sense on just her character because even as this show progresses, she is far from my favorite character and she's the main character. Like I don't, I, I would watch the show with just the main guys, right? I, I didn't need her in it, which I thought was strange. I never really thought about it until we did it for you know the podcast either. She is expendable to me, which is interesting considering she is the main character. I love the supporting cast. And this is me trying to forget what I know about the rest of the cast. I thought they were all, uh, they all work together really well. They're funny. Um, and it just, I want to see, uh, I don't, I'm having trouble stringing together exactly why I like this show, which is making me question my green light, honestly. But at the end of the day, I did enjoy the pilot enough to want to see more of these people. But as I watched this pilot again, I really dislike her character. And it's it's like weighing me in the other direction almost, but not enough to cancel it. Um, So, yeah, it's a green light for me, albeit. I guess a softer one. Gordo. So I see everybody's point that they've made. And there's really not much else that I can add except for this. This felt this episode felt like it was the first half of like a 2000s rom-com movie. Like, I feel like this should have been a movie. And not a TV show because Zoe Dachanel is just kind of too over the top. Dachanel. Still, man? That's how I know her, okay? That's how I know her. She's a little bit too over the top. Like, the the guys are funny, but not enough to... It's not enough to pull me in for a series. It would be enough to pull me in for, like, a two-hour movie. Sure, hour and a half movie, I'm in, but not for a TV show. So it's going to be a cancel for me. All right. Well, um, I now find myself in a tiebreaker situation, which is difficult because I still don't know how I want to vote. <laughs> so I've been super conflicted with this one since I watched it. I didn't hate it. I also didn't love it. I said before I had a problem with a lot of these characters and that they all felt a little too extreme. Then to find out, you know, and, and I'm not going to rate it on the future knowledge because I didn't even watch it. But to hear that they get even more flanderized as the show goes on is like not a, not a good sign when I think the characters are a little too much to begin with. I am interested in what will end up being her and Nick. Obviously, they're setting up the framework there. But I don't like that they didn't make Nick's ex, you know, someone you dislike um, because you kind of saw a nice chemistry between them and kind of want to see them get together now. I don't know. I guess uh, at the end of the day, it's not for me, but I would give it the green light. Like, I don't necessarily want to watch it myself, but it's um, it's not it's a show I could see being successful with the framework that there is. And I think kind of the I don't know, we, we've kind of gone about it two different ways. Right. We often we say, like, would you watch the second episode? But I also kind of look at it sometimes where if like I was in a board meeting and like, do I think the show has legs and will be successful? I could see that too. So I'm kind of going to give it a, a soft green light there. 
Off air, you guys don't see Ferg raise his hands in excitement like he won, but this is not a Ferg pick, so it doesn't count. Thank God. Still your undefeated S1E1 champion. It's uh, not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> I have purposely picked like shows. It's like whose line? The I points know, don't yeah. matter. <laughs> well, we've all picked shows, I think, knowing they wouldn't pass. That's the, that's the thing. I actually didn't think this would pass, and I, when I picked it, knowing I didn't like this pilot in the past, was going to cancel it. And it grew on me watching it this time. And I, but I think that, and I, and I was conflicted, but I did think that there was some weight to the fact that the two people who canceled it were the ones who don't know the show and the two that greenlit it before me were the two that do. So the other thing, too, that I didn't let affect my vote, the one character I really, really liked, Coach, is apparently not in the rest of the series. And... Like that's not true. He's in the rest of the series. Well, but a couple years later, yeah, he's not in the yeah, next, but he's yeah. not a part season. of this ensemble that I just fell in love with. You know what I mean? That like you you like you like the chemistry or or whatever that you're trying to present for episode two. I will that say this: if sucks. if you're if you're interested in maybe giving it another shot, the person that replaces Coach is is also really good. Like they, uh, like he's the one who ends up getting really flanderized. But before that, he's really good. Winnie the Bish. Winnie the Bish. So out of curiosity, before uh, you know, I say my closing remarks, but in the show's run, and it went seven seasons, where do you think the show started taking a turn, where the characters were becoming completely cartoonish? I'd say later on, probably around season five, six. No, it's earlier than that. It's when Smith and uh, CeCe stopped becoming a thing. It's pretty gradual, though. It's not just like one episode, they're all like that. Like It happens slowly. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, you just, it's one, it, it, I can't tell you how to feel about the characters either. You know what I mean? Like you might enjoy one of them more than I would, you know, it's all about your experience with it. And it's weird. The flanderization works in the context of this show and this universe. It's, it's hard. It's like, it's hard to explain. Well, in any event, we still gave it the green light uh, with three out of five. So congratulations to new girl. You do uh, live on to see episode two of us. Green that being said, uh, you guys can go ahead, go on to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links everywhere you can listen to us, everywhere to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, primarily. But follow us everywhere we see a link. Rate, review, subscribe. All that stuff means a lot to us. Keep interacting. We've seen actually a lot of interaction for you guys in the last week or so. It's been it. really cool. Uh, we're going to respond every time we see someone as soon as we can. So keep that up. We really like talking to you guys. We want to do the shows you want to hear at the end of the day. So uh, keep that up. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks. Goodbye. I think we got the best overalls. <laughs> I think we got the best two boobs, Johnson. <laughs> Tiger boobs.